you the height of decorum and professionalism. It's Big Dog Ball Talk, season two. Wow. Holy shit. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk that we would be here uh, already uh, back with our second season officially? The off season's done. Fuck season one and a half. Fuck and it. Our, uh, our, our random uploading. And for all you guys who've been following us through all of that, uh, we appreciate you. We love you uh, deeply and emotionally. Jordan will actually leave his wife and kids and he will join you as a, as a life partner if you've been a, a loyal listener through all of that. Sure. Um, but it's the big dog, Matt Eichhorn, with Jordan Flegel. Uh, I'm feeling great. Jordan, how are you feeling right now, man? This is season two. You better be bringing the fire. As I said, I bring the boy's charm. You bring the intensity, the heat, the knowledge, and the noise. Yes, the ma- the manliness, manliness mm-hmm. I should say. I, I, mm-hmm. I told you that uh, before we started here. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, Matt. We're also episode number 100, as you pointed out uh, before. Uh what an achievement! I don't. Th- I didn't think we'd get to a hundred. Uh, nope. uh, my my girlfriend certainly didn't. Um, I don't know about uh, Savannah over there on your side. How many episodes she she like? I think any. She doesn't actually know I do a podcast. Right, right, exactly. So, but de- definitely wouldn't have thought a hundred. Um, so I don't like to bring that up with the women folk. <laughs> okay, Matt. It's okay. better. It's better to keep really? it in the dark. Really, this is how we're gonna start season two. <laughs> Look, Season um, two. Um, anyway, uh, episode one hundred. Th- thanks to, to everyone's support uh, throughout this, as you were saying, Matt. This mm-hmm. has been awesome, and we're uh, we're just getting started. We've got uh, a, a whole amazing season ahead of us, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into it with with my favorite division. Uh, we're so, uh, yep. I'm jumping the gun here, but we're previewing the Atlantic Division, Matt. I'm I'm super excited to get into it. And uh, with these division previews, everybody remember we are officially back. To a Monday and Friday upload schedule. Yeah. Every Monday and Friday, we're going to have podcasts uploaded. Don't you guys fucking worry. It's going to be there. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, so Mondays and Fridays. Be sure to uh, get back on the Big Dog Ball Talk schedule. Uh, but yes, we are going to be previewing the Atlantic Division uh, in this podcast. And it's going to be, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of heavy hitters in the Atlantic. And of course, our beloved yeah. uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, we're, they, they say save the best for last. And that's what we're going to end up doing. Uh, and uh, first, we're going to start, you know, they always say, uh, get the controversy out of the way. Uh, the Boston Celtics, okay. first team to uh, get started in. Uh, we were going to do another podcast, but time just kind of didn't really allot the way that we wanted it to. Uh, me and Jordan have very busy as A-listers, that, as we are. We have very busy schedules, a yep. lot of moving pieces here. Uh, but the Boston Celtics, um, let's just get it out of the way. What the fuck is up with the Miyadoka? Because because it kind of kind of seems like there's a lot more going on there than just a consensual relationship. And they've, I'm sure, even by the time people are listening to this, maybe more details have come out. But uh, it kind of seems like there's a lot going on. I've seen, I've seen like, you know, I mean, it's probably just trolls and fake reports and whatnot. Yeah. But that he was having multiple relationships. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on in Boston. But yeah. regardless of what he did, there's no, they, they've got a, an assistant head coach now for the the rest of the season. Uh, and uh, you know, the guy who got them to the finals uh, last season is now not running at the helm. So uh, yeah. interesting. This this could really shake up the Celtic season. Uh, yeah, I like massively. Um, yeah, the the reports have been so weird. Like I'm looking at a, a TMZ article right now because I I, lo- I just looked it up today where we're recording here on Sunday. Um, just if there's any new info because it's still so vague. And mm-hmm. uh, according to TMV, uh, the 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 staffer TMZ is always trusted. Yeah, you know, they're a very trusted source. Uh, the 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 staffer was um, in charge of 
making like travel arrangements. She was like the travel mm-hmm. person for the team. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm uh, really sorry, but it appears that I only have one bed and we're in the same room. It's double booked. One uh, twin bed. How am I supposed to do this? Oh, God. And, and you know, I've never heard Amy Adoka talk. I'm just assuming that he has a nice baritone. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's 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 just it's crazy. Like, I, I really feel bad for for Nia Long uh, is his. Now I'm sure former fiance. I don't think she's spoken out about this or anything, but I'm pretty sure also they have a kid together. So, you know, it makes Probably, everything yeah. um, a lot more complicated. Um, and uh, yeah, I like I, I just there's this is going to affect the Celtics one way or the other. You know, I, yeah. I know there's, there's a lot, you know, this is a bigger than basketball, but, you know, we are a basketball podcast. So we got to talk about what's going to be going on on the floor. But not only do they lose Ime. Will Hardy, their head assistant, is gone. They had him yeah. last year too, a guy who was, you know, so well respected uh, in coaching circles. Uh, you know, Danny Ainge obviously loved him, poached him, is now the head coach of Utah, signed a big deal. So they don't even have like their lead assistant from last year. So now they're going mm-hmm. into the next year with uh, I, I forget what the guy's name is. Uh, who Valdoza, I think. Yes, right. So and he's like a 34 year old guy. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. pointed out younger than Al Horford. Uh, so, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, you know, always fun when you've got a kind of young up and coming coach. Um, you know, he's, I, I'm sure he's, uh, Al Horford more than, yeah, we'll really respect him, but yeah, exactly. Well, like, I'm sure he's more than qualified. I, I'm sure that's fine, but you know, he's, he's kind of being thrown in the fire here. Um, and yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how well he does. Um, but yeah, like it's just a crazy situation. I don't know how they, especially if details comes out and you know, the details eventually will come out. And if they are worse than everyone thinks, which is kind of what the speculation has been like, you know, it's not just a simple, you know, whatever secret little workplace romance. Like there's some, some other stuff. I don't know how he, they, they bring him back. Like, I I don't, I don't think this is going to turn around and, you know, he, he's just going to resume his coaching duties next year. I think this is just kind of a, you know, uh, uh, sort of the bare minimum that that, that they're mm-hmm. going to do right now. And then, you know, more is going to come. I just don't see how he's going to uh, turn around and coach the team again. So just weird for maybe, you know, it's just a crazy situation for the, the you know, kind of best up and coming young coach that we had in this yeah. league, really, especially yeah. what he did last year. It's just insane. Yeah. And, and I mean, we'll we'll have to see kind of what goes down, uh, you know, if, if there's any other additional punishments, if we get more details on that. And again, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll cover all that if they do come out. Um, but if we're talking just talent level on the Celtics, I mean, we, we've kind of touched on them through the offseason since they were uh, they were movers, they were buyers, they were busy. They might be the best team in basketball. It's very possible. Yep. And again, like this is this email suspension really does throw a wrench into things. Because you know this, this is he essentially moving that head coach. You're you're removing a vital part of that team chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I even if this assistant coach you know comes in and he just says do exactly what Ime did. We're gonna run practice the exact same. We're gonna do the exact same game plan. There's gonna be a lot of shit that's still gonna be different. Uh, and chances of them running everything the exact same are slim to none. Yeah. So we're gonna have to see you know how the the coaching system that's implemented there uh, ends up working out. But at the end of the day, you got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, you got Marcus Smart, you've got Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and, and I mean, Time Lord, he's apparently going to be out for uh, the first bit of the season, yep. uh, a couple, a couple, uh, maybe a month or so. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll monitor that because again, uh, not really good to see a big man uh, get uh, a big time injury like that. But yep. if we're if we're talking talent level, it, it, it's hard. It's really hard to find any team that's uh, more loaded up than uh, the Boston Celtics right now. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they 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 brought everyone back uh, pretty much, as we said. Like even you know we we all praised the Brogdon trade, not just because it's Brogdon, but they gave up virtually nothing to 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 get yeah. him. Um, so you know, a plus off season for them for sure. Um, if we're talking about on the court stuff, and uh, yeah, like I I I think they can have and and are primed to have a really really good regular season. I think Tatum and Brown, uh, you know, will will have an even more increased level of confidence, um, you know, from last year, making it all the way to the finals. Um, and I think if, if you can get, if you can get Brogdon in there healthy and playing, you know, he's, I'm sure he's going to yeah. come off the bench. Um, you know, they're, they're going to keep Marcus smart in the, the starting lineup, but like, if he can, if he can actually produce for you and you can, you know, just bring him in for 20 minutes a game, whatever it is, um, like that's exactly what they need. And they might, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start kind of, you know, if, if he is right and he's playing well, like going to him at the end of games instead of even smart sometimes. Because if, if they're going to yeah. want that kind of steady hand and a guy who can, you know, feed guys when they're hot and, and make good decisions, be careful with the ball mm-hmm. and not turn it over, which, uh, you know, was the Celtics famous, uh, you know, Achilles heel last year again and again, then they're going to be good. But I will say, like, th- this, uh, this Time Lord thing, like I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like he's he's got a history of really kind of battling through injuries, and you yeah. know, he, he, I'm sure he wants to come back. But like, it's looking at uh, you know whether it's a month. It could be could be up to two months. I, I've seen I've seen uh, stories that say like up to three months, like up to twelve weeks, yeah. uh, depending yeah. on how he's coming along. And it, the one thing they did lose in the Brogdon trade that you know he he wasn't playing in the the uh, the, the playoffs, but I, I actually think he'd be good for them right now is Tice because with mm-hmm, Time Lord mm-hmm. out and uh, um, uh, Al Horford another year older, like he's thirty six at this point, uh, Al Horford, like he's uh, eventually he's going to hit a wall. Like he, he played well, yeah. really well last year, but like their center rotation is really going to be hurting, uh, you know, to start the season because that, that that's all they have basically is, is is Al and a few other role guys that they can kind of push up uh, positionally. So, you know, uh, that's one thing to look out for. If their interior defense and their sort of, you know, defensive identity uh, kind of protecting the rim uh, is diminished, then it's going to just put more pressure on, on, on Brown and Tatum to lock guys up yeah. on the defense, uh, yeah. on, on the perimeter, I should say. And, and that might, you know, hurt their offensive production. So I am a little worried about this this time lord issue. But if they can get mm-hmm. him back mid season, playing to to the way, you know, to to, to the level he played last year, I, I think they're going to be great again. And they're going to yeah. need guys like Grant William and Derek White and those guys who fell off, you know, in deep in the playoffs last year to actually play well again off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's always going to be tough because again, Robert Williams, undersized center. Uh, he's he's going to be using his athleticism, yeah. his explosiveness for his entire career. Uh, it's going to be tough for him if you know he's kind of a step or two behind. I'm sure they'll kind of get him some runs in the G League to kind of get warmed up before that. Yeah. Uh, but if he can come back and play as well as he did last year, I mean, that interior uh, uh, of the the Celtics defense is going to be well protected uh, yeah. by, by yeah. the Time Lord. Uh, and then you got Al, old man Al Horford. We'll see, you know, how he he does in his fifteen thousandth season yeah. uh, in in the association. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. But you know, again, another good guy to have on uh, on a squad like this. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the the Celtics is like I, I, as of right now. You know, again, the email news has kind of got me second guessing, but I really do think that they're kind of the team to beat right now. Yeah. Uh, they they came very close to winning the title last year, and you throw Malcolm Brogdon on that squad, and then uh, you know roll everything out. And, uh, it's 
you know, it would be close. Because, uh, again, Malcolm Brogdon, he's got great size, too. I think he's about 6'4", 6'5". Yep. Uh, smarts around the same. So you could even roll them both at the same time if you really wanted to. Put uh, Push Jail into the small forward. Tatum can play power forward, no problem. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, assuming when he's back healthy, you know, you probably have uh, Rob Will at the uh, the five. And yeah. then uh, Al, Al Horford, Derek White take over off the bench. Uh, and, and, again, that's another plus side for them is that they've got a really deep rotation. Like, they've... They've got a good team. A yep. lot of they've even got some young guys in uh, Slim Shady Pritchard, who yep. I actually think is shit, but a lot of people apparently like, <laughs> uh, especially in the NBA. A lot of people say that he's like one of the most underrated. Yeah, players. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which I think is ridiculous. I think it's just because he's white. Um, but I mean, uh, he's. I still don't think he's good. I think he's actually kind of junk uh, at the end of the day. Um, but I mean, the, the Celtics are. They're going to be good, and they're going to be good for a long time. Uh, and uh, regardless of you know how uh you know with the absence of email affects them they're going to be a, a top team i think they're going to be at the top of the east you know I, I couldn't see them falling behind uh the top three uh in the east yeah well and, and i was just gonna say like with with this whole situation with time lord out and and like i say al horford getting up there and and i'm, I'm assuming the celtics as an organization not wanting to to push big al that hard during the regular yeah. season kind of saving him for the playoffs i think grant williams has tons of room to really get in there as a front court player and really prove himself and prove what he's worth. Because I've made the the comparison before in the past that the prototype he sh- should and could be looking at is like a better shooting version of Draymond Green, slightly less athletic. But like if he can get in there and play that small ball five, which I think is going to be available to him as much as he wants it, uh, He just like Draymond, he's undersized at 6'6", but he's got, you know, he showed last year in defending Giannis, he can like keep up with quicker guys, but he's got, you know, mm-hmm. the weight on him to, to be able to defend in the post. Uh, you know, he kind of makes up for it, his lack of length with, you know, his kind of versatility. And if he can, on the offensive end, become a really good kind of connective kind of passer um, and hit his open threes, then I think, you know, there's room for, for Grant Williams to in, in, sort of step up his game and, and yep. grow his role this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be watching out for him because I think he'll be, kind of low-key, uh, a bit of an X factor. Like, if they're, they're going to start bringing him off the bench, I'm sure. But, you know, I think on the nights when he plays well, hits his threes, you know, is is, is doing his thing, I think the Celtics are going to be really tough to beat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I, I don't see them falling out, uh, you know, top three. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if... Especially if this Ime thing kind of brings everyone on the team kind of together, like they they they, mm-hmm. they sort of bond through the adversity through this. Um, I could see the opposite happening too, because the Celtics have had those type of issues in the past, like yeah. where things well, off even the court. Last, and, last season, they were not doing well. At no the halfway point. Well, exactly. Like I'm really curious to see how this group handles this, because we don't. We I, I can really see it going either way. But you know, if 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 it translates to you know good kind of team chemistry and camaraderie or whatever i wouldn't be surprised if they have the best record in the east um but uh, again with with all this stuff happening new head coach uh, like all, all there 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 is kind of a lot of turmoil around the organization organization yeah. right now so you know there is another world where i do see them you know maybe halfway through the season they're like in sixth or something and you know tatum and brown are still balling out but they just can't put it all together so once mm-hmm. again, once again, the Celtics, as soon as they're primed to have this amazing fucking yeah. season, seems to always happen to them. And uh, I can't say I'm uh, I'm that upset about it, to be honest. No, no. Uh, but to move on, an Atlantic Division preview, uh, a team that I, I don't think they've had any drama, any kind of, uh, you know, big news around them. But the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I, uh, where do they play? New Jersey. Yeah, right? I was going to say, something like, they should be in New Jersey. It would be They'd have a lot more grit. I don't think that uh, people from New Jersey would put up with Kevin Durant's shit. Well, that's a good point. Especially, 
Or especially Kyrie's shit. No, uh, no. But actually, no, but, but I think Kyrie's from the New Jersey oh, area. Oh, yes, yes, Think yeah, about it, actually. Yeah, you're right. So Still, maybe though. that's why he's not afraid to say all this shit. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, obviously they've they've kind of continued to load up. You know, they've added some big pieces. They're trying to, you know, make another legitimate title push. Obviously, last season was a complete wash. Yeah. Uh, didn't work out at all. Uh, but you still have Kyrie, you still have Kevin Durant, and you technically still have Ben Simmons. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to start this year. Um, so I mean, if it's, it's all speculation, we don't know how he's going to merge and, you know, how he's going to meld with the, 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 the Nets lineup and how everything's going to work out, what kind of role we're going to see him in. Cause again, he does like to be the primary ball handler and we, we kind of saw Kyrie Irving like taking that back step and, uh, having someone else kind of facilitate the offense for him. And then he can kind of get lots more, uh, offensive opportunities, get to the rim or, you know, pull up for jump shots or mid range floaters, shit like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of want to divulge all this. Um, but again, we just haven't seen Ben Simmons on the basketball court in over a year. Um, so we don't really know what we're going to be getting, how in shape he's going to be, how ready he's for the game. And obviously as he's talked about at length throughout the, his, his time since he's been on the nets, his mentals aren't right. Yeah. So we're going to have to see, you know, if he can handle, you know, the heat because there's going to be a lot of eyes, a lot of scrutiny and a lot of criticism coming his way, regardless of how the Nets play. Uh, yeah. So I'm interested to see if he's going to be able to face that, that adversity head on or if he's going to kind of crumble. And, you know, we're, we're going to see the Nets kind of crumble as well because he's going to be an integral part. Like, I think with Ben Simmons playing, you know, the let's say 70 games, whatever it ends up being, uh, you know, a full good season's worth. The Nets, as crazy as I want to say it, are one of my picks to possibly get to the finals. Like, there's only a few teams that I would include in that, and I think that they could do it. I really do think they could do it. I think their roster is good enough to uh, to go all the way, and uh, I, I think Ben Simmons could really be a big part of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt, at, at least on paper. I, I heard uh, someone made the joke. It might have been, like, Zach Lowe. Uh, or is there somebody like that? Uh, the, they're the Dunder Mifflin uh, Nets because they're just on paper uh, right now, which mm-hmm. which I, I love it. I'm also looking at one. the official ESPN uh, Jordan, roster. actually, hold on, hold on. Uh, Jordan Flegel came up with that. If anyone ever, you hear that, Jordan Flegel yeah, came up with that. Yeah, sorry, I misspoke. I meant yeah. Jordan <laughs> Flegel. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm looking at the ESPN uh, official roster for, for, for the Nets here. They have Ben mm-hmm. Simmons listed at 6'11". Is that true? Is Ben He's Simmons 6'11"? I, I think or is he's this another Kevin Durant thing where he he's seven one in some books hey, and Kuzma six, grew eight. man Kuzma <laughs> tweeted out that he, that he would enter the league at six nine he's like six ten and a half now well uh, oh my god but they, yeah I I I don't, I don't he's probably like six ten I think well, like they've he, got, is, he is tall he's a tall he's a tall guy like uh, he's six like but I think when he came in he was like six nine yes I know I remember all I always remember in my head him being six nine and six eleven. 6'11's no joke. Like, you, you, I want you to be a true 6'11 if, you, if you're going to put yeah. that down. But they've got him at 6'11 and KD at 6'10. So I don't know what's going on. KD's shrinking. Uh, ben Simmons yeah, is growing. Yeah. Whatever, Whatever's going on. But, like, uh, on paper, like, I mean, okay, a year ago, Matt, we did this, uh, you know, the same thing. We previewed uh, the, the the divisions or whatever. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think you agreed with me. I thought the Nets were going to be incredible because of what they had shown the year before then with with uh, Harden, Simmons, and, and Durant. Um, and like, if you're just looking at on paper, like this team is almost just as good as that team because Ben Simmons, you know, you have him basically instead of Harden and, and that's what you need. That prototype of a player, a guy who can actually defend a little bit, um, and, and, you know, help you with size and rebounding and, and, you know, handling the ball too. So, so, uh, Kyrie can play off ball. Like he, 
again, on paper, he works really, really well with this mm-hmm. group, like really well. And if there's any... And he's, he's one of the best defenders in the league, too. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what the Nets needed last year, particularly on the wing. That You saw that mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Tatum was getting whatever the hell he wanted, even against KD. It didn't matter. If you had someone like Ben Simmons out there, that would have been absolutely perfect. So, like, if these guys can all come together and put it together... Uh, a hundred percent. I think they're they're competing with the Milwaukee's and the Boston's and the Phillies uh, in, in the East to 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 come out of the East and make the finals. Like they're they're that good, and I could see them, mm-hmm. you know, winning it all uh, if everything were to come together. But uh, that's always been the issue with them uh, since since Katie and Kyrie got there. Whether they can get everybody on the same page, whether Steve Nash is the right coach to do that, uh, you know, there's still a lot of questions. Um, but as you say, Ben Simmons should start the year playing. He there, There's no reason why he wouldn't, as far as I know. He he finally actually spoke. I don't know if you saw. He went on J.J. Reddick's podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he sounded like he's ready to go for the season. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I believe this is technically a contract year for him. Like, I, I, I think he has uh, some incentive this year to go out and play really well, uh, which is... Uh, different than the last couple years for him, um, and and I'm sure Kevin Durant ha- has a lot to prove too. And I and as long as he's truly happy being back with the Nets, and and you know d- isn't going to request a trade out again at any time soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see. But um, and not to mention they should get Joe Harris back this year. Yeah, I think yeah. I haven't really heard, but he was a big missing piece for them last year. Like they they've got a lot of stuff seemingly kind of going their way. Um, and the one weakness I think they have, uh, you know, on paper is just their front court rotation. Like it can't come all, all come down to Nick Claxton as, as your guy. Yeah. Um, like, don't tell me Blake Griffin's going to do anything. Don't tell me Shit. LaMarcus Aldridge, like these guys, yeah. uh, that they, that they picked up, like they're, they're over the hill. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I love them both, but it, it's just not going to happen. And hey, what need... if they pick up, what, what if they pick up Boogie Cousins? Hey, I'd love it. I'd love it. That'd be <laughs> he, perfect. He's a bonafide ring chaser. It'd be beautiful. I, I, I honestly, honestly, I would, I, I would love them to do some, some like that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of situation as last year. Every team that needs a center, I'm gonna, you know, ring the Miles Turner bell and say, can, can we get this guy? Because someone like that on the Nets would be great. You can, you know, shoot yeah. it a little bit. Someone to defend the rim. They just got no rim protection, and you know. With uh, we, we've said it a million times with, with Kyrie and with KD, as long as they're playing together and you've got shooters like Seth Curry around them, don't worry about the fucking offense. Just sure up the defense. Yeah, Simmons is going to really help on the perimeter, but you just need someone to protect the rim. You know, make it a little intimidating for for opposing players to go in there. Um, so that's one thing they they really need to address. But yeah, yeah. otherwise, Matt, I'm 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 fucking high on these guys. Uh, if we're talking about on paper, I just I, I'm I'm going to need to see it to believe it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's pretty much all anybody can do right now is speculate. Yeah. Um, the, I think it's going to be a lot more, you know, personalities that get in the way rather than actual yeah, basketball yeah. talent at the end of the day. Uh, since, again, yeah, we've seen we already know Kyrie and KD have their 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 qualms with the yep. NBA. Yeah, uh, we'll see how Ben Simmons, you know, again, responds this year, because, again, he's going to he's going to have a microscope under him. But we're going to have to see how Steve Nash is running things here. Yeah, uh, and I, I always like to bring it back to Steve Nash, uh, one of my favorite players, my least favorite <laughs> coaches. Uh, but he's like, we're gonna have to see if he can really actually fucking put some X's and O's together, and you know, put like actually field 
a good run basketball team because since he's gotten under the helm, that place has been fucking out of control, running <laughs> amok, and uh, there hasn't really been any good basketball execution on the on the on the court either. True. Like, yep. I I really do think if Steve, like Steve Nash is pretty much just there as like a hey, I'm a superstar. I get it, guys. Like I'm a two time MVP. I Re- get it. I, I get really it. think I, that's why they hired him. Yeah, just yeah. just to stand there. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the one that drew that. Like they hired Mike, Mike D'Antoni for that uh, that first season, yeah. and then he was Steve Nash. Is like, okay, just photocopy all of your plays <laughs> twice, please, just in case I lose the first one. We'll try and do that. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, we're, we're, we are going to have to see, you know, how they all mesh. It's going to take some time, I'm sure. Uh, like, don't look at the Nets as like a team that's going to be like fucking like 60 wins this year. It's going to take some. They're going to have some growing pains. They're going to yeah. have their slow start. Yeah. Um, but and I'm sure people are going to be, oh, my God, the Nets are shit, whatever. And then they'll end up finishing with like 55 wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, 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 but at the end of the day, I do think I think the Nets are going to be contenders. I think they're going to be a force in the league. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to have to apologize to Ben Simmons uh, by the end of it. I think that's going to be, a, you know, comeback player of the year type thing uh, for Ben Simmons, because, you know, he, he is a great player. And we kind of forget that because he's made some, uh, you know, some dumb choices uh, on the court and whatnot. Uh, you know, but I, I really, he's one of the best and most versatile defenders in the league. Yep. Amazing playmaker. Uh, obviously he can't shoot, but apparently he's going to be working on that summer. He's three, ready. So. He's going to shoot 20 a game, man. He's going to go in there. He's going to let it fly. Can't wait. I would, wait. I, yeah, I, I would love it. But, uh, to, to move on now to, uh, the next team in the Atlantic division to preview, it's the, uh, the other New York borough, uh, the New York Knicks, uh, man, Knickerbockers. What are we Bing doing? Bong. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> once, once again, new classic New York Knicks fashion. They decided to just fucking roll out the Brinks truck, spend all their money on pretty much nothing. Whoever was there, whoever was left over and was willing to actually play for the Knicks, uh, and James yeah, Dolan, yeah, yeah. They, they got him, and that was it. So can Jalen Brunson get them back to the playoffs? I don't fucking think so. I, I mean, maybe the play-in. I don't know. I don't sure, know, play-in, is in, play-in is in play. Look, I mean, I, I like I like uh, Hartenstein. Uh, they picked him up, a uh, good pickup uh, from from the Clippers. He's, yeah, he was one of the best uh, backup centers in the league. He is, um, and like, like, uh, so I don't, I actually don't hate the backcourt of Brunson and Barrett uh, in in a vacuum because you know mm-hmm. if you got Brunson and he's going to be your starting point guard, everyone knows he's pretty undersized. Uh, you know, not not all that undersized, but he's he's a mini guy and he, he competes on defense. It's it's not that yeah. big of a deal. But like when they were talking about getting bringing in um, uh, Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, you know, I was like two six one guys in the backcourt. That's that that worked for uh, Lowry and Van Vliet, but that's because they were awesome, really tough defenders. Mm-hmm. Like this is, yeah. is going to be kind of tough for you guys. But you know, to have Barrett in the backcourt with him, a six six guy who's really committed as a young guy to playing good defense. He's not all he hasn't put it all together yet, but he's he's a guy who, you know, has the body for it and the willingness. I like that. My fear is though that they're going to have to play RJ at the three, and and they uh, because they don't really have a reliable three that they can throw out there. They're going to probably slide Fournier in there between them, um, and then you're undersized at two positions because uh, because yeah. RJ, you know, he he can play the three, but. At 6'6", there's going to be a lot of guys uh, yeah. much taller than him that's going to make his life easier. So I think they're kind of stuck playing up a position. Maybe if fucking Tibbs had played Cam Reddish a little bit last year, they could have yeah. a more reliable yeah. three that they could throw out there because I'm still a Reddish believer, uh, actually. Like, I think in the right situation, he's got 
really good skills. Uh, I, I could, be, done could be wrong. Ball. I know. I know, Matt. I know how you feel, but uh, I, I liked him at Duke, okay? You can hit a shot. But, yeah. you know, well, well, well like... Hey, I, yeah, let's talk a fallback then. <laughs> I just, I just, like... I don't know what to say about the Knicks roster. It's meh. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. It's yeah. not like class. It's not Knicks rosters of five years ago that weren't even worth talking about. Like they're going to be okay. Maybe quickly still coming along. You know, they signed Mitchell Robinson. You know, they obviously believe in him. If he can keep healthy and, you know, still put stuff together. He's, he's a good young center. Um, I don't, I don't love Obi Toppin to be honest with you. I think he's kind of a, a destined to be a, decent role player maybe at his yeah. height and i think people are kind of expecting more than that out of him we'll see um i i don't know i like th- th- they can maybe sleep sneak into to the play-in um i do think though like they do have the potential to you know especially as a tibbs team that's gonna come rearing to go at the beginning of the season i think they have the p- potential to kind of jump on people and surprise teams on any given night because of how yeah. bad they were last year Teams will come in thinking, oh, it's the Knicks, whatever. You know, if if Tibbs can get them competing on defense and Barrett can take another step, I, I can see them being a bit of a frisky team. But I really think that's... Frisky. I, I think that's really dependent on if guys like Julius Randle can keep their fucking head right and not, you know, start, you know, yeah. going off the rails. Like, I think if everyone, bought, if everyone buys in, uh, you know, from the quote-unquote star players like fucking Randall and, and Brunson and Barrett and everybody down. If they can buy in, they'll be all right. But I can mm-hmm. see a situation where it just falls apart at the seams again, as Tibbs yeah. teams kind of have tended to do recently. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not excited yeah. about the fucking Knicks season this year. I, I really don't think the big three is going to work with Brunson, RJ, and Julius no. Randall. I mean, it's, it's I, big, I don't... It's a small three. It's a... It's yeah. A, it's a, I don't mid know. Mid three. Yeah, mid three. Uh, like, I mean, what, what, like, what, yeah, what can you even say about the Knicks? I mean, we already know that it's functional having Tibbs behind the helm. I don't think works. I think he's kind of past his prime in the yeah. NBA. I don't think his coaching style even works anymore. Uh, I, I mean, that's my opinion. I'm sure there's some people yeah. out there that really love Tibbs and the way he runs shit. But I mean, <laughs> like the only thing he's doing is running, uh, these young players knees into the ground. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I, as I said, you know, every year it just seems like the Knicks put all that money into sucking um and at this point i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of just losing some faith in rj because that guy gets plenty of fucking minutes he gets had plenty of burn since he was a rookie and this is like, the year this is the year he's got to yeah. do something he's got to he's got to prove himself this year well like yeah he's like a good like he's a i'd say he's a decent defender he's an okay shooter like yeah. he's kind of good at getting to the rim like he's a he's a two but he's so, I don't know, he's so passive. Like, I always say yeah. that, like, a lot of these Canadian players, like, they are so, <laughs> they're like, soft. they're soft. It's true. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, Jamal Murray's, like, one of the only guys I can think of off the top of my head that isn't, like, yeah. uh, like has kind of that edge and that swagger. Hey, like, Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek has never shot Fuck away Kelly from Olenek. any. Whoa, whoa, hold on. That now. guy that guy cost me, like, 50 bucks one time when oh, the yeah. Heat <laughs> were playing the Lakers in the finals, and he had a garbage time layup at the buzzer for no reason, and then he, he busted the spread that I bet. So, uh, no, I don't like Kelly Olenek or right. stupid hair. Okay, uh, okay. Enjoy, enjoy Utah, you white. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. It's uh, it's I I don't think the Knicks are gonna they're they're gonna do much. I think that they're as you said maybe a play in team. Uh, they're gonna yeah. like their bench isn't that great either. Like no. there are some young there are some young pieces as you brought up like that could be you know enticing could potentially you know do something. But it's just like we haven't seen them you know really produce. Like Emmanuel quickly is probably the only one of those young guys that has actually you know proven that he's got some he's got some like you know 
skill and some talent, some dog in him. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, I'm a, I'm a big fan of my old school centers. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I like uh, him, like seven foot, long, long, uh, lengthy. You can, uh, you can get above the rim. I, I, I do like Mitchell Robinson, but... Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I really don't see this team putting it together. I think they're going to be a very average, you know, squad uh, and, you know, have fun paying Jalen Brunson all that fucking money to yeah. average like 15 and six, like at, at best. I just want to say, Matt, like, like if you are, if you are the, the, uh, the Knicks brass, the best you can hope for is like a season like the Nets had before Katie and Kyrie came yeah, there yeah. where, there, there wasn't that high expectations, but yeah, and, and it's not like the Nets. Anyone thought the Nets were going to go out and win the title, but the players were happy. They they had a great mm-hmm. season. It was fun. Fought you hard. Had, you had D'Lo, you know, hitting hitting his little floaters. You had everybody dancing on the bench. You just had like a fun season. You got into the playoffs. You were kind of scrappy. You had that you know fun s- series with the Sixers. Like that's all you have to do if you're the Knicks. Just prove that you can be a fun basketball town. Like Julius Randle, yeah. get it through your head. If you want a superstar to come help you. Just calm down. You're in the Mecca. You're getting paid. Uh, however much you're getting paid, just fucking go out there. Don't yeah. don't get into it with the fans. Just for once, New York, just try and have a fun kind of, you know, season with not a they lot of expectations. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be hard, but like that's that's what you're aiming for, because then that's when, you know, the, the that one star player that wants out of their current situation, you know, they're looking around the league. They're thinking, oh, this team's fun. They've got young guys. They've got whatever. I think I think that's the dream uh, for the Knicks. Um, obviously, uh, however it happened, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, the price is too high. The Cavs swooped in, whatever. I don't actually think they're regretting it that much. No, uh, no. I, I think they kind of saw the limitations of, uh, you know, bringing in a guy like that, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there, but you know, it's, it's, it's clear the Knicks, they want, they need the only thing that'll actually get them relevant again, truly relevant is a superstar. So yeah. don't, don't fuck this up that, you know, everyone's watching you. Just try and have a fun, relaxed season where you go, you, you try and sneak into the bottom end of the playoffs or the play-in. Just enjoy the low expectations, for God's sakes. I don't think they can do it, but that's what they should be thinking. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to shift our focus now to a, a team that's, I, I would say, kind of, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, the, the Atlantic division is pretty stacked, uh, you know, it is. On, on all fronts. Uh, another title contender, I think, in my books, the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid and James Harden, uh, you know, uh, former MVP and uh, a guy who, you know, arguably maybe should have won one of the MVPs the last two seasons. Yeah. Uh, it's they, they've kind of brought in some new guys, some new faces. Uh, you know, PJ Tucker is going to be a huge role player, uh, you know, probably putting that starting lineup uh, for the 76ers. They're they're going to be tough. They are going to be a really tough team for uh, for other you know uh, teams in their conference division. Whoever they face, uh, it's going to be really hard. Uh, and I, I've said that before. Like Joel Embiid, when he's healthy, there's not a single player in the league that can really stop him down low. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of about mitigating him and trying to you know get his average down. It's uh, you're you're never going to be able to clamp him a hundred percent unless you're Marcus All and he's 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 over the hill. So yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's kind of looking at the 76ers like you know if Harden can play you know as well as he was you know down the stretch. I mean obviously again last year kind of a what if you know if Joel Embiid doesn't end up going down who knows how that Heat series goes. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. I, I I don't I don't Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler kind of are able to to really clamp both Harden and Embiid. But I kind of have, I have written down, like, I think at this point, 
the guy we should all be kind of centering in on is if Tyrese Maxey can play as well as he did in the regular or play as well as he did in the playoffs, pardon me, uh, yeah, in the yeah. regular season this coming year. Because if he can replicate some of that, like that big three could be really tough for teams to stop. Uh, I mean, Maxey's not the best defender, but offensively, he he can get buckets. He can get the job done. Yeah, no, big time. Like I, I'm at the point now with the Sixers, the moves they've made. I, I think I already mentioned when we... Uh, Talked about them uh, picking up Harrell, like the the the. I, I just really love the moves that they've made over the offseason. and I, like at this point, I don't really think it matters how amazing James Harden is through the regular season. Like I think mm-hmm. he can kind of just take it easy. I I it, like I'm not gonna be watching him closely, like you know, seeing if he can be that you know top five player that he's been uh, you know in the past and and MVP candidate type level I think that's what everyone was expecting right after the trade last year like how amazing yeah. is this guy gonna be I think it was just too much you know with the hamstring issue um you know it, it, you know he, he clearly just didn't reach that level but with the the you know the team they have now if, if Embiid can can sort of stay healthy through the regular season you know you got Harrell off the bench to give him a break every now and then you got Maxi with all the energy in the world you know, there's stories out of Philly. He's one of the hardest working guys. You know, they, they've had in a long time, constantly in the gym, really, mm-hmm. really wants to prove himself this year. Like, wind him up and let him go in the regular season. Yeah. And and you've got you've got other guys. You've got a deep, deeper team now than you had last year of tough kind of defensive guys like Tucker and House. Like, I, I like th- that'll allow Harden, you know, the pressure will be off him. He can kind of pick his spots. He can take over now and then like he likes to. Um, and then, you know, come playoff time, that's when, you know, they're, they are really going to need him. Um, and I think he's primed to get a good kind of restful season in and, and get a good playoff run, uh, kind of going when, when, when they get to that point. Um, and it'll, it'll all just be about making sure Embiid and Harden are good to go when the playoff get the playoffs get rolling. Um, everything outside of that, you know, it's, it's. I don't even think they really care that much about seeding. I think they're at that no. point now where yeah. they just want to get through it. Um, but I, I could see them, you know, there's a world where I could see them having the best record in, in the East, like if everything yeah. goes right. If, if Maxi, you know, really, you know, kind of leads them to wins with his mm-hmm. kind of, you know, his, his jitteriness, if he can keep keep improving as a, as a shooter, we know he can get to the rim, like, there's, I, I think there's a lot of potential for this team, and I, I'm, I'm quite high on them. I'm really excited about watching this yeah. team, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and the only, like, if, if, if I can nitpick, the only thing I'm, I'd slightly be worried about is if you've got a, a lineup of Maxi and Harden, uh, let's say in the playoffs, like they're not defending anybody, uh, out there no, on the, on no. the perimeter. Um, and you know, you got Melton who's going to help you out with that during the regular season. You've got good defense at he's the not, other position. He's not a big body or anything though, either. Like he can get no. put in the, he can get put under the basket. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if, if they could pick up, like, some kind of defensive guard at some point, maybe before the trade deadline, I don't know, just one more piece uh, back there, uh, you know, there there's kind of slim pickings, but, you know, like, someone, you know, uh, the best case scenario, like Marcus Smart, if you could pry him away, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, someone like that who can, you know, handle the ball a little bit, be, be a bit of a point guard uh, when you need that, but can actually defend... Uh, I, I think that's one piece they could use, but outside of that, I, I really like everything they've done. And I'm, I'm, I, I think people have made this point too. I think finally Joel has a team around him. That's really made for him. You know, they've got yeah. shooters, defenders. Uh, I, I think this team is finally, you know, going to make his life really easy and, and increase the chances that he's going to have a good, long, healthy, successful season. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really high on these guys. 
Well, and again, we're well if if like Embiid can keep playing the way he has the past couple of years, stay healthy. I mean, like he's going to be in that MVP conversation. Yeah, having a, a great you know up and coming guy like Maxi on the squad plus James Harden facilitating because again yeah. we might be seeing kind of a a Ben Simmons Kyrie Irving where uh, you know James Harden ends up being the the point guard and Maxi kind of plays off him even though you know traditionally yeah. you would think it would be the other way around. Uh, yeah. But Embiid and Harden in the pick and roll is going to be a, a fucking force. And yep. uh, you could just run that over and over in the fourth quarter and you could probably still win close games against yep. some of the best teams. Like it's it's going to be hard to stop that, uh, especially if Harden can kind of play it like he was uh, at the tail end of the season. Um, so, it, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely got to agree with you. I think the 76ers at like the at their the height of their powers this season could be at the top of the East. Yep. Not that really finishing at the top of the East has done anything for anybody in the no. past like decade like usually the top seed team in the east always loses yeah um but I, I'll, I'll give them their credit as much as phillies you know I, I if they if they don't get to the conference finals this year yeah that's it, that they i think that. that's a failure yep. i think it's a Big failure time. after that you can really start thinking about blowing it up because this is the best team they've had in years i mean you yep. stack it up you know it's comparable to that uh jimmy butler yep. uh 76ers team uh, so we're gonna have to see. I mean, I'm kind of done talking about Tobias Harris because yeah, I think we kind of he's, we know he what is we're getting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but but still a good you know guy to have in there. Stretch four. I think I would actually like to have a a more serviceable backup for him. Like maybe another like kind of grinder like yep. defensive guy. Because right now, like I mean, Daniel House could probably rotate over and play some small ball four. But I think that's kind of the only spot that I think if like they could pick somebody up or make a move is to get uh, another three or uh, like a versatile like rim running four, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, j- just to kind of shore that up because, yeah, Tobias Harris, we've seen in the past, you know, like, uh, but who knows? Like last again, same thing last year at the end of the year, he was really stepping it up on defense. He was yep. actually playing pretty well in the playoffs. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm uh, I'm talking up my ass right now. So. Uh, I, well, I, I, I have a big, I have big, uh, big expectations for the 76ers coming into this year. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just want to say like, you know, I, I, I mentioned having a good defender in, in the backcourt, someone who can help out Harden and, uh, and Maxi. you got Matisse Thibel, uh, who apparently is the Fuck best defender guy. in the fucking NBA. So the issue is he's as absolute zero. He, uh, he goes into the minuses really. Uh, if you're being honest, like on, on offense, uh, he turns the ball yeah. over. doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. If he can somehow become an okay offensive player, maybe you know he's shot 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 a bunch of fucking three balls this offseason. If if he can come into the league a an improved offensive player and you can actually justify having him out on the court, um, then then he is that, you know, good defender that you can have out there. But you know somehow we, all NBA or all defensive team, you know? Yeah, somehow some, somehow plays like, like fifteen minutes a game. Well, exactly. It's it's stupid. I think he's you know been overrated since he came into the league, but you know, yeah, he, he is 100%. a good defender, um, you know, when, when he's able to be out there, but you know, so yeah, maybe they can turn that sort of position of need into like a homegrown guy in Thibel, but you know, I, I don't have high hopes, but you know, we'll, no, no. we'll see they, they, that that is one option. They could go if somehow he's become a good offensive player over the course of a few months. So, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and and then you know Doc Rivers has got to watch his, his Twitter likes. You know, as long as he, mm-hmm. he keeps keeps himself in check Sexy. there, then naughty naughty boy, you're naughty Doc. Naughty naughty. Yeah, it, I mean, got to suspend that, him for a year for that. Come on. He was he was caught being horny on the main. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have to. Yeah, I'm Doc, sure he was we're, hacked, we're, Matt. I'm sure he was hacked. Come on. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, who the fuck was it on the Celtics? <laughs> 
they got their uh, account hacked as well and started retweeting <laughs> a bunch of uh, of pornographic material. There, it's, it seems like it's an epidemic in the yep. NBA. It's almost yep. like guys just don't know they're on their burners or something. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah, uh, I, I think Kevin Wright might have mentioned that one time too. But yeah, Doc <laughs> Rivers, you got to keep your keep your head fucking clean. Focus on basketball, man. You're 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 not you're oh, not no. you're, you're this is bad. You're not in the right mindset. It comes in threes though. We're gonna find out. Nick Nurse likes uh, some some weird shit uh, at some point soon because we've mm-hmm. got we've got Ime, we've got Scat. Doc. Um, and, and Steve Nash too. Maybe it's an Atlantic division thing. What, what are we going to find out about him? He just likes TikTok dances. I, I guess that's it. That's, that's pretty standard. bad. I think, I think that's, I think, yeah, <laughs> I, think his, I think, I think his TikTok dances are actually, yeah, I think they're the worst. I think that that needs to get more covered. That's pretty <laughs> oh, horrible. Oh, the shit man. that he does. Uh, uh and Tibbs, weird... we know, t- we know Tibbs is weird. I, I don't need to, to, to get into that. You can just tell, you can hear yeah. by his voice. He's into mm-hmm. weird shit. Well, yeah, and I think you would just like it. I think there's probably just some skeletons in the crawl space there, I think. Like, yeah. Tim's like uh, a pizza man. I didn't fucking say holes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think he's a legitimate fucking psychopath outside yeah. of uh, a basketball. I think he could really be a, a crazy bastard out there. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that really a lot of these athletes after a while, like they're every day live and breathe basketball or something, you know, uh, <laughs> regardless of the sport you're playing. You don't fucking want to go and deal with normal day-to-day life. You don't understand how to talk to people in a non-sports setting. Yep, yep. No, Someone gives true. you the wrong change and you're a head coach. You're like, what the fuck? You're cut. <laughs> and like, then he cuts them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they cut them right there on the spot. <laughs> uh, but uh, to move on, save the best for last for all of our, uh, our our Toronto-based listeners, Canadian-based listeners. We know you got a lot of them. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Toronto Raptors coming into the season. Uh a lot of question marks. A lot of question mark. We aren't sure, you know, what we're going to get. But I think that the Toronto Raptors are a great team. They're going to be in the playoffs safe, like top six. They're not going to be near that play-in spot. They're going to be, I think they're going to be a lot better than people give them credit for. I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the East. Uh, but there's definitely still some areas for improvement uh, when yeah. we look at them. The biggest one being, you know, that glaring hole at center. Uh, yeah. Something we've been talking about for, it feels like a, an eternity uh because you know i keep saying they need to center they need to center they need to center center. center. nothing ever happens they don't sign anybody nobody wants to play there apparently if it's a a big man i don't know what they have to do to get that um but you know who knows because there's rumblings in the the raptors world that christian coloco the the draft pick this year maybe will even be starting by the end of the season, like apparently he's gonna, you he's gonna get a big role almost right off the hop, which the is true rare. seven footer, true seven footer. Yeah. I'm excited and to see him. Mobile guy, and and but it's just odd because it's rare that Nick Nurse gives minutes to those young guys. He yeah. really likes to kind of grow them, develop them, and then let them roll out. Uh, well, so. If but Coloco Matt, if, is, you, if you think back to OG Ananobi's rookie year, he started that's true. Uh, pretty mm-hmm, much that whole true. year because they need it was a position of need, and I think it was. It was good for him, so you know we'll we'll see we'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, it is it is going to be a, a big test for him if if they do throw him into the fire uh, right away yeah. as a starter. Yeah, and, and again, hey, if he can just you know clog the paint, do some yeah. uh, do some damage on the inside uh, defensively, that's all that the Raptors really need. And because after that, you got a deep bench. Yeah, whether yes, it's Gary Trent or OG that's moving on there, like as a super sub six man, like yep. you are going to have a team that you can just plug and play whoever the hell you want, uh, yep. depending on the situation. You're going to have a good squad. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, obviously, I think most of the people are that are you know looking at this uh, this roster. Uh, Scotty Barnes has got to be the the one that you're going to look at going into the, the season. And, yep. you know, he's got that superstar potential. 
And, you know, people are kind of looking at this draft class as, you know, possibly one of the best we've seen in a while because, you know, the guys like Mobley and Cade also looking like they're going to be superstars in the uh, yep. the NBA. Yep. Uh, I'm like, it's if if Scotty can keep, like get up to like 20 points, and he's looking big. Like, he's looking yeah. like a beast right now. Like, he looks like he's, he's putting in a little work. I, I, I feel like a fucking old head saying it, but I think that the the streaming. I hope he's not getting too much into that during the season. I'm not going to be happy if they put it in his contract. They, yeah, put if a they clause get, in the contract. Yeah, man. if they if they get blown up by 20 or something, and I see him on fucking 2K streaming the next day, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. I will be pissed off. You'll hear yep. it on the podcast. I'm going to be crying about it. Uh, these kids got to <laughs> stop playing their Fortnite. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Scotty Barnes is obviously going to be. The, the biggest piece. I mean, obviously Pascal and Van Vliet are going to be amazing and yep. they can just kind of replicate what they did last season. Plus yep. Scotty taking that next level. The the Raptors are going to be trouble and I, they're going to be a, a hard out for any team. Yeah, absolutely. Like, to, I, I, first of all, I love every, everyone they got. I love that they picked up Otto Porter uh, off the, uh, yep, the Warriors. I think up. that's great. I think he's, you know, a very prototypical Raptors player. Um, and I, I love how he an NBA final starter. That's right, and I love how he looked last year. I thought he, I thought he was done. I thought he was washed, to be honest with you. In those years where mm-hmm. he, you know, had the injury, kind of bounced around. But I, you know, he's still only twenty nine years old. Uh, great height, great defender. If he can hit shots, yeah. that's great. Son of Will Chamberlain, he, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, look at his face. Or grandson, 100%. I guess. Whatever. But yeah, yeah. twenty thousand was it? Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much Eurobasket you watched, Matt, but. Wancho, who we picked up, uh, and I still haven't Bo seen. Cruz. I haven't seen the movie. Is it good? Should I watch it, Matt? I haven't watched it either. Oh, you haven't? Okay. I, 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 after Unc- Uncut Let's Gems, watch it I was like, I'm not, oh, I'm not watching these fucking shitty Adam Sandler movies. Come Just do on, Happy Matt. Gilmore again. You know what, Matt? Fine, I'll watch it on my own. But yeah, Bo I'll Cruz. watch it. Hey, we'll we'll do a live stream. Everybody, yeah, we should. We're gonna, we're gonna legally we stream a it. movie. Yeah. Hey, everybody, <laughs> an illegal stream will be happening. It's on, on Netflix, some of our social media. But okay. Yeah, but we can't stream it. We don't own those Netflix rights yet. You're right. You're right. Okay. We've so, been in the board meetings. But, but Bo Cruz, Juancho, in the uh, in the uh, I think it was in the championship game of EuroBasket, which is pretty high level yeah. basketball. Yeah. I think he, he went seven for nine, hit these incredible threes. His his twin brother Willie, I think they're twins. I, I, I I'm yeah, not I think sure. so. Yeah. Um, but he he we'll won MVP there. of the he won MVP of the uh, the, the the whole tournament. Uh, you know, they've got a little uh, sort of the next generation of, of the Gasol brothers over there in, on the Spanish national team. But Juancho is great. I, I think he's a really underrated pickup. And I think mm-hmm. in the Nick Nurse system, he's, you know, as a 6'9 forward who can, you know, run the floor, rebound, but actually stretch the floor and shoot a little bit. I think he's actually going to get minutes. He was kind of like a sort yeah, of under the yeah. radar signing. I think he's actually going to gonna play. And I'm, and I'm excited to see how Nick Nurse ends up using him. But like, yeah, it, it just just those those two guys, uh, and then drafting Coloco, that's a that's a gr- good off season. Like, I'm it's, I'm not gonna say it's great. They didn't swing for the fences. They didn't get any fucking yeah. superstars. But I think those guys are all gonna help. Um, and then like, obviously Scotty Barnes, you expect him to take a next step. I've seen videos of him hitting fucking step back sidestep yeah. three pointers, yeah. which uh, really excites me. Um, so yeah. you know, we'll we'll see where the jump shot is. You know where where it is in his development this year. Um, I like that we held on to Boucher, you know, re-signing him, I think is great. Yep. I think he's a good big off the bench. Um, and like at the end of the, d- the day, all these guys are young, even Pascal and, and Fred, like, like you mentioned, like they're kind of the veterans on this team. They're only 28 years old. Like they're still smack dab in the middle of their prime. Um, they haven't lost a step, you know, physically, and they're yep. only getting smarter every year you watch them play. Like, uh, I, I am quite excited to see what this team does, but I, 
I, I hate to be this guy. I'm a little more pessimistic than other Raptors fans seem to be about how many regular season wins they can rack up. Because nice. I think yeah, yeah. I, I just think they're still kind of like the beginning of last season. I think they're just gonna struggle to score the ball offensively. Like they don't have that go-to guy who you can just say, here, take the ball and go get it. You know, Fred Van Vliet struggles with that. Pascal struggles with that. They're both great when everything's flowing and, you know, the Raptors can play defense and get out and run. That's great. But I think when the game slows down, you know, close games, you know, tight kind of score at the end of, uh, you know, any given regular season game, I think they are going to struggle a little bit to, to yeah. score the ball. But I think if they can, if, if Nick Nurse can keep, you know, if, if, if he has the good fortune of having everybody healthy all at once, if you can get guys like Gary Trent and, you know, uh, b- between um, OG and everyone that you've got, if they can all be healthy at the same time, I think, I believe in Nick Nurse enough to craft a really, really good offensive system that kind of, you know, overcomes any of those issues that the Raptors have with kind of, yeah. uh, you know, half-court scoring, anything like that. I, I think Nick Nick Nurse can overcome that. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not all doom and gloom. I think they're going to struggle maybe a little bit out the gates, but I think they're going to, you know, put it together as, uh, again, provided everyone can stay healthy. And then, yeah, like in the playoffs, I, I just, I think they can make it out of the first round. I think they're better. Uh, I think they're enough improved from last year that they can, if everything breaks right, make it out of the first round. That being said, it's going to be tough as hell because you've got only got four well, teams that are going to advance. Yeah. You're going to have I to mean, be one of the heavyweights. The East- and the, and the East is fucking tough. Like there, as we said before in the offseason, like there's like ten teams that are going to be legitimately playoff teams. Like there's going to be some teams that are not going to make the you know, that the final eight teams that are definitely deserving to be there talent wise. Exactly, and then that's why that's why honestly I'm a little more pessimistic because there's so much good offensive mm-hmm. talent around them in the East. You look even look at Cleveland. You look at Atlanta. That's probably going to be better. You look at you know the top four: Philly, the Nets um boston and and, and Mil- milwaukee like th- it's it's gonna be tough the rafters are either gonna have to you know hang their hat on that really you know well-developed kind of team chemistry and team defense that'll yeah. get them more wins than maybe some of these other floundering teams like the nets for example or you know the celtics falling out like they might have to really hang their hat on good seating so that they force two of the heavyweights to have to play each other in the first round and they can get somebody towards the bottom of the playoff picture or just, you know, get get in there solidly in the mix, the five or six seed, and then just straight up, you know, outplay somebody. One of those, one of those yep. sort of better teams on paper by, you know, being the, scrappy. The playoffs haven't exactly been the the Raptors forte either. No, but I, I think but but <laughs> I think I think they're primed this year. I think I think this team is going to get better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's gonna be a team kind of like last year, but even more so, where if you're one of those top teams, you do not want to face the Raptors because no. they're no. They are long. They're deep. They're they're full of great defenders, and and they've got guys that have that playoff experience now. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a mixed bag, Matt. I'm I'm a little worried to start off. I want to see how the offense goes, but I think a fully fully kind of realized version of this Raptors team can be can be pretty good. Yeah, I th- I kind of look at them as like the poor man's version of uh you know the Tim Duncan Spurs. Yes, uh, yes, I want to get a, the Tim Duncan. Yeah, Spursian is how Nick Nurse is going to have to get the yeah. most out of this team offensively. They're going to have to, and he can do it. He did that, you know, the Casey's final year when the Raptors actually, uh, you know, they they got that number one seed. That was the Nick Nurse offense, you know, spreading spreading the love, sharing the sugar, you know, getting everybody involved. Mm-hmm. That type of offense, I think they're going to need this year for sure. 
Yeah, and, and, and again, we'll see how Siakam, you know, he, he had a great finish to the year. He was looking amazing, you know, all NBA. So yeah. if, if he can kind of, if he comes into the season hot, I think that'll really set the, you know, the tone for the year. And if he can keep it up, maybe a return to the All-Star game is uh, definitely in play. Yeah. Because uh, again, people don't really give him any fucking credit. All NBA means you were essentially a top 15 player in the league. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then he's still ranked like, you know, 30th uh, best NBA player. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, don't sleep on Pascal. Don't sleep on the Raptors. They're gonna be, uh, they're gonna be legit, uh, and they're, they're gonna be one of the toughest teams to play against uh, in the NBA. And they already were, and they're just getting better. Yeah. So uh, they're they they are gonna be a legitimate, uh, you know, playoff uh, contender, playoff hopeful. Uh, are are they the best top ended and front loaded teams? No, but Masai's not afraid to pull the trigger. So I mean, we'll see what happens as That's the year the other goes thing on. Too, and, Matt. They've got tradable yeah. contracts. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see anybody on this team go. I've come to love all of them. Uh, but yeah. uh, if if one team's primed to you know make a run at a superstar, like look at all the good fucking young talent, versatile talent mm-hmm. the Raptors have, and all their picks. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, again, it's kind of tough to have Gary Trent or OG come off the bench because those yeah. guys are like they're 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 you know they're they're amazing players. Neither one of them should be coming off the bench. So yeah. uh, you know, if one of them ends up getting unhappy, you know, you could package him, them in a first for uh, a really good fucking player. So yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we'll 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 see what the Raptors do this season. But uh, that's it for our first preview episode. Episode 100, over and done with. Uh, we're 100 uh, episodes deep, and we have no plans on stopping. If you've no. listened to every single 100 episodes, I don't even think we've technically listened to 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, but if you've listened to a, we'll a, send a you a t-shirt. These, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Keep on listening, recommending us to your friends, family, whoever. Uh, check us out at Big Dog Ball Talk on social media. And here's to another 100 episodes. Shout out to our producer, Alex, who's been here for, like I don't know, like 50 or 60 Big part of, uh, you know, all the success that we've had, the immense yes. success. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jordan, of course, we couldn't do it without each other, man. If you would like, if we would like to I kiss on the lips, we can. No, no, that's fine. And I, I... <sighs> get off me, man. That was Come a good on. one. Well, yeah, that was good. Okay, give me my sign off, Matt. Come on. I got to go. Football Sunday. We got things to do. True. True. We got the Packers coming up uh, and that's really all that matters. Packers, <laughs> let's go. Oh, uh, plus 100 right now. Take that spread. Uh, yeah. And as my good friend Jordan always said, <laughs> the 100th hundred, the yeah, time. Yeah, 100th time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running out of them. I don't, I don't know how the hell I'm going to keep coming up with these, but... Uh, you better fucking do it. It's in your contract. Seriously, though, Matt. Seriously. Um, like... Just keep your, you know, keep your Twitter likes. You don't need to like something. Mm-hmm. You, you can just, mm-hmm. you can just look at it and then say, oh, that's Chuckle. nice. You don't have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't, don't, you know, if you've got a female staffer, I know you've got a few f- female staffers, you know, at your house. You've got One a maid. Two. You've got a cook. You know, since you moved into that uh, Forest Hill Mansion, you got just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, be polite, smile, but do nothing, okay, Matt. You, you've got, you've got a family. You've got, you know, you got a couple kids over there. You've got, you've got things to do. So just keep it in your pants, okay, Matt. Right? Okay, man. I know you struggled uh, with this in the past, but you've seen you've seen how 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 far you can mm-hmm, fall mm-hmm. if you if you give I'll, in. I'll I'll cancel uh, Mia Khalifa's flight out there. Okay, there you go. Well done. <laughs>